When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What do you think of that? Is it our new NPR-friendly intro? my timing. No, what I wanted to do there by doing that is I want someone to send me a check for $56 million like they did NPR. Ah, What's wrong with that? I could use that. $56 million, that's pretty good, man, for a place that's already... laying off people. Yeah, I read read an insider article about them the other day. I saw that. Very interesting. Ooh, a lot of people are not liking them too much It's like the people that are doing the actual work are not happy. Right. That's exactly what I saw, and they get rid of people constantly, and nobody knows why they're doing it. Yeah. Pretty weird. NPR, I just think it's a very bad... They should change the name because it's offensive. Mm. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I, I couldn't agree more. National reminds me of nationalism. Public reminds me of communism. Radio just reminds me of radio. How so. about this? It could stay, NPR could stand for no people... <laughs> Allowed. Are allowed. <laughs> I can see you've been there thinking you about this for quite a while. No, it kind of popped in my head just now. Let's no see what people except revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I like it. No people yeah. except revolutionary. I like that a lot. Remember anyway. that's P is in pneumonia. It is P is in pneumonia. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Now, if they had a B in there, it could be no black people radio. There could be. Yeah, see, typical. I wonder why they don't uh, rebrand to that. How about no honkies? What do you think about that one? They seem. They do seem to have more people of of Arab origin. They have huh. more Muslims than they do black. At NPR, people. I think they have more more Muslims than black people. Really? Um, yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's kind of odd. Kind of like Doug Sprinthal, who's odd. Mm-hmm. What's up, Dougie? Walter Motorbill. Should we do a commercial? I think we should do a commercial right here. This is here. kind of the weirdest introduction yeah. to the show ever. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm literally worn out with people complaining about everything, no matter if it's bad or not. That's why you're complaining about it. I'm not complaining about it. I'm ready to go out and start <laughs> whipping some ass. By the way, Kent Herbeck brought that up when. At his last golf tournament out of Bear Path many years ago, Jesse Ventura and I came about this close to getting in a fist fight at oh, the that, tournament. Were you there that day? No. Oh, I thought you might have been out there that day. No. What do you mean that wouldn't have been good? Well, I mean, you can't really win a, a, a fight like that. No, that's. I suppose that's true. Hang on a second. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer. Oh, right. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Doug Sprinthal, the expert of car sales at Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. You know we co-op these things, right? (laughs) I know. That that would be really funny. That would. We had a, uh, I'll tell the story later. Uh, We've mentioned this on the morning show this week. We are, uh, this is very unusual for us. We have open positions in the Twin Cities for automotive sales managers. We've got a little bit of a different business model than the rest of the world because we stopped negotiating 22 years ago. Uh, But if you have experience as a sales manager or a high-performing salesperson with automotive experience, we would like to talk to you. You can go to walzer.com. On the top scroll bar, you'll see careers. Click on that. Go all the way to the bottom past all the wonderful benefits and the smiling pictures of people that I'm not actually sure work at Walzer Automotive Group, and you'll see the job listings, and you can apply online. Or if you have questions, email me directly at doug at walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. God, that was good. Oh, God, yeah. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? 
Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. that stuff, man. Uh, Mike, I got to mention this very quickly. We do have a guest uh, coming on right now, but I wanted to mention to you yesterday we had uh, Reverend Tim was it? You know Reverend Tim Christopher? I do not. Great guy. He's a black man in America today. He's a, a minister and he is very pro everybody. Is he Twin Cities based? Yeah. Or? Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't hate Democrats. He doesn't hate Republicans. doesn't hate middling people. He just wants everybody to kind of get along. That so he's on ecstasy. Nice. <laughs> yes, a black man on X. Who the hell does he think he is? Jesus? I yeah. know. I mean, what are you thinking? Oh, He's man. a great guy. I'll give you a call back. Well, I guess he didn't answer. And then the other. No, I heard a voice in the background. No, no it was his voicemail. Voicemail, yeah. Oh. Um, and then the other guy we had on yesterday was Ari Middleman. I don't know if you ever heard of Ari Middleman or not, but he is a brilliant, I mean, for a Jew, he's brilliant. You know I was going to say, you know, like an Einstein sort of way. Oh, yeah. He's very Middleman is the classic Jewish name. It really is. We yeah. invented arbitrage. Yeah, you, <laughs> the Middleman. This is an <laughs> MITT, but, you know, close yeah, enough. Close enough. But uh, he wrote a book about eight people who do wonderful things. And they're all non-Jews, and he wanted to do that on purpose, just to show that we sure. should care about one another. It was just a right. wonderful podcast yesterday. Well, Doug wasn't on, so that made it better. Well, it always yeah, no. obviously none of them of the were gate. comics. Yes, no, that's right. None of them were <laughs> comics. You're right about that. But I just think it's it's terrific. Both guests yesterday wanted the best for people. They didn't want to criticize anybody. I mean, it was kind of weird sitting next to a Reverend. Uh, well, he's sitting in your chair. And he starts dropping the big end because talking about how people shouldn't Ooh. use that word. Yeah. Right? And he just, he just going, big end, big end, big end, big end, big end. There, is that enough for you? <laughs> well, I know his father, Coughlin, is rolling in his grave. Yeah, probably true. I have something for you. We'll have to explain it to the listeners what it is. But I took this picture watching the local news uh, two days ago. And this was the crawler under the story. E.A.B. Bettle. It was a story about a beetle infestation. It says Bethel. I know. That's why I took the picture. B-E-T-T. Why does it say Bethel? Because they I can't know. spell and they don't have, oh, they're God, too cheap to hire sad. editors. Where is that from? Channel 11. Oh, my God. I, I just, although I did, my, Channel 11 is my favorite of all time, and I don't remember the young woman's name. But, Mike, I brought this up. You were on the KQ Morning Show at the time. She was reporting this very, very important story, very serious story. Mm. And she was talented. She had just apparently never seen the word in print before. It happens. She said, many people gathered on Hennepin Avenue and 7th Street, and that's when things went awry. <laughs> oh, I, I felt so bad for I hate her. it when things go off. <laughs> when things go awry like that, you hate that? Yeah, it's, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, he's not, not going to be on. on. Okay, All right, we'll just add lib. Good thing the men are here. Uh, you know what? I don't really want to talk about Apple anyway, so that works for me. No? No, nah, it's okay. You don't like Apple? Oh, no, I mean, I would talk about it, I'm sure. Mom's transitioning away from Apple after all these years. That's what I heard, yeah. yeah. She got a uh, Windows computer for the oh, first wow. time yeah. since... She had a power PC, like, 25 years ago, but 
I don't know if that counts. I have a power oh. PC. He says he's on a call and he'll try us back soon. See, I don't. We don't need. Do we need that? Hey, tell your people to. Oh. Yeah, exactly. No, just forget them. Uh, we're more important. Sorry. That's right. Yes, we're far. Don't you more know who we are? are? No, we're not going to wait around while he's ordering oh, a pizza. Okay. It's not Paul McCartney, is it? Because we could wait for him. Paul McCartney. No, well, Trip Trip Mickle. Trip Paul Mickle. McCartney's on to talk about Apple. Yeah. His name is Trip. Yes, Paul McCartney <laughs> wants to talk to us about it. So we got some Apple stock. Well, he's turning 80, I think, this month or this I week or something. I don't want to hear about it because he's not that much older than me. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike is really pissed off because he's only eight years older than Mike. Hey, hey, I'm only a year old. I'm, I'm like six months older than you. Well, that's true. But I'm about them. I'm turning 71 this year, so yeah. that means you're turning what this year? Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> Let's just move on. The okay. great thing about that is, though, Mike, and everybody uh, listening, is that uh, just about 50 years, well, not 50 years before, more, probably about 30, the life expectancy uh, was about 63 years old. So yeah. just look at that, how far we've come in, you know, 75 so it's years. It's doubled in 100 years, basically. Yeah, it has. But, but the problem is it's declining now. It is. Yeah. It's declining again. That's it. So I don't know which uh, which metric to use. I had to go. Well. Oh, wow. What? Uh, back in uh, 1865, life oh, expectancy God. in the U.S. was 35 years old. 35 years old. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, that's the whole thing is that men died in war and women died uh, giving giving yeah, childbirth. Yeah. That's a, that's and very both true. died from disease. Yeah. yeah. And Andy started the clock. It was wonderful. One of these days, I swear to God, you're going to start the clock without I mean, me asking you to do it. Does it really matter? It matters because I have to time the show out. Why? This is for when we become a radio station. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Andy. Uh, we have Joe on the phone. Jose. Yes. Jose Cuervo. What's happening, Joe? Hello. No Cuervo. No Cuervo. Yeah, that's no, right. No more Joe, no, no Cuervo. That's exactly right. How's, how's Biz? How's everything going? Good. Uh, figured since you guys, since you guys guests blew you off, and call you in to talk about uh, something you were discussing this morning about AA. Oh, yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous. We had a, a great guest on from Hazelden this morning. Matter of fact, uh, he has, Lester has, has gone on. Uh, he's retired now. That's why Dr. Lee's there now taking care of things. But what a great guy he is. Just a, just a great man. But, yes, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous did come up because uh, that's how Lester got involved with uh, Hazel in the first place. They su- Somebody suggested to him he probably should stop drinking. <laughs> so he did, apparently. So what do you got, Joe? You would have done that to me, too. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mine's kind of a weird case, Joe, in the fact that people think that I went through treatment and I went through this and I went through that, and I never did. I, ne- I don't go to AA, and I have nothing against AA. It just, you know, I don't, need, I don't need it personally. A lot of people do. I didn't go through treatment. Right. I just, one day. I think George Bush did the same thing, didn't he? I think you might be right. Yeah. In his late 20s or early 30s, he said, that's it. You think he woke up one day and said, you know, after a few wheels, I kind of act like a prick. Time to wrap it up. You think that's what happened? I don't know. I don't know either, but hey, look! If you if you go to treatment, you're not you're never going to be in a better place than Minnesota. If you like AA, there are tons and tons of groups. You know, the last right. AA meeting I ever went to, Michael Johnson was in the group, and I oh, had really? to pretend I didn't know who he was, <laughs> yeah. which was a little difficult since he was on EMI, which was in our building. Well, not everyone I know who went into treatment. Pretended they didn't know the people, the celebrities. They oh, were. Yeah. you got that right. I'm not going to give out any examples. But you do no. know that Michael Johnson was best friends with our friend Tom Ryan. Oh, I didn't know they were best friends. They I met, knew they knew. It's a great story. He you died got way too young. Yeah. Really. So Tom was, this was probably back in the early 90s, working as a buyer for Walzer, and he's flying all over the country, and he happens to sit next to him in first class. And so they strike up oh, a conversation. Sure. and. And uh, Mike says, so could you buy me a card at an auction if I tell you what I'm looking for? And he goes, yeah, it's not a problem. And I just give me a check. And I, there's, I've got the list here. There's four of them like that. I'll just buy the best one. And then I'll oh, send you, you a gate pass and you can pick it up. So Tom takes care of all this, um, leaves a message for the auction to forward the paperwork to him. They never do anything. So about a week later... <laughs> Uh, Michael's wife is going through the bank statements going, what's this? 
$26,000. Oh, it's a guy you met on an airplane and they gave him a check for us to buy him a car. So, but Tom had left his number and he called up and he goes, God, I'm really sorry. Give me five minutes. And he got the whole thing straightened out and oh, they good. were friends ever since. Good. So the other uh, Michael and Tom story that I'll tell, they were driving somewhere and they got lost. So this is pre-cell phone days and they needed to stop somewhere and ask for directions. So they walk into this convenience store and there's a kid at the counter who's just higher than a giraffe's ass, 17 years old. <laughs> Michael says, can we take this road here to the lake? And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, go ahead. I don't give a rat's ass. Take whatever road you want. That's really brilliant. That's, that's, I'm unfortunately, I could ask this question now of Joe and everybody in this room. I, I really am perceiving people becoming dumber by the day. Is that happening because of digital? Did you see the spelling that I just showed you? From yes, Channel 11? I did see I would, that. I would say that there's some evidence that you're on the right track. Well, yeah, you know, part of it obviously is the internet, is social yes, media. Yes. But I think another part of it is that, unfortunately, the political culture has indoctrinated people, and people now understand they don't have to believe truth. They don't have to believe no, facts. No, you're absolutely right about they that. They just believe whatever makes them feel good, or, or basically whatever fuels their anger, which is... It makes which, them feel good to be angry. It makes them feel good, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. right. You're 100% right. They love being angry. Yep. On, on a um, very related note, let me ask you guys a question. No. Is the January 6th committee, what, what are we, it, what I are don't we know. doing? I don't What's know what anybody's point? doing. Is it necessary? I, I got to agree with you. I don't understand any of this Nothing's going to happen. Well, I, I, I think we're, what's important about it, and this obviously is my perspective being, being on the left, is that almost exclusively what we're seeing is people, people from, from Trump's inner circle. And they're the ones telling the story. Yeah, which, they are. which I think is a little more meaningful than if it was, you know, Schiff or somebody telling Except the story. Except you're taking money. The problem they might is, be though, it's money. exactly what Tom said. The mm -hmm. people that don't want to believe it just have parallel facts, and they yeah, go, right. yep, that's exactly what happened. election well, was stolen. But, but what they came up with is tens of thousands of pages of documents, you know, testimony and other things, and... The, the committee itself isn't going to tell the Justice Department, okay, now you have to indict someone. Right. But right. all that data, all that information is going to the Justice Department. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I believe the Justice Department is going to indict, well, let's just say, individual number one. Because right. they won't do that. No. But there are an awful lot of people there who stoked the fire that led to the insurrection. Mm -hmm. And somebody's got to pay for that, for God's sakes. Yeah, but... The, the only one person got killed got killed by a cop. Isn't well, that amazing? Well, four of the cops died afterwards. The, yeah. the, they say that's not true. So I don't know that's, what to believe. What do you mean they? I think there were some suicides. In yeah. Yes. Was, uh, well, that's what I'm talking about, suicides. Yeah. No, there was one con physical. It was a concussion, I think. That Wait well, a second. I've been in radio for 51 years. I haven't committed suicide. I should have by now. Well, that's what you they said about, about me once. But, you know, <laughs> unfortunately. We held off on that. That wasn't uh, it was the sole survivor, but yeah, you know, it's it's people respond differently. But obviously, a lot of the cops were injured pretty badly. Yeah, and one of them, of course, testified, and I thought she was absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, I haven't watched any of it. I just I, I don't want to watch any of the far right. I don't want to watch any of the far left. I don't want those people near me. I yeah. really don't. Well, I that's even Keel. That's the whole thing. You know, it's not it's not the far right or the far left who are testifying. No. Well, some people on the far right. Well, yeah, because they worked for Trump. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. <clears throat> so that's that deal. I just, like I said, I would just like to live my life without being lied to constantly by mm -hmm. a management of every damn business in the world now, it sounds like. Uh, Honest, yeah, the I understand. Now hideous. we've reached the point where nobody can believe anything anyone yeah, says. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, well, let me give you an example of why I don't... I don't like people who just judge everybody based on a couple of things. Mm. Now, over right. the years, and it's, it's not public knowledge, but people who know me know that I've had a considerable amount of money, my money stolen from me. I mean, I have over the years, yeah. you know, the whatever. Well, I didn't even know that. Did you know that every person who stole money from me was a Jewish lawyer? 
Every one of them. <laughs> Do I hate Jews or lawyers? No. Well, can't you just say lawyer? No. I, I, they were yeah, all a little liberal. redundant. No, no, they were Mike's very point. liberal Jewish mm-hmm. lawyers. Well, that's because you you believe that Jewish lawyers were were the best, the brilliant. Well, that's what I thought. You know, yes, because I, I mean, of where I grew up. I grew up believing that you know you had to see a Jewish doctor, right? Absolutely. And, and it turned out you didn't. It turned out that it turned <laughs> yes, out that I one of them did everything that. he could to try to kill me. Was, the most malicious, uh, greedy son of a bitch you could amazing? ever meet in any profession. How, and, on the other hand, of course, I've, I've known Jewish lawyers, Jewish doctors who are great. But the whole thing sure, is, absolutely. you know, if you go back to the 50s, let's say, uh, 40s, 50s, you know, most most Jews who went to medical school were flunked out because the, the people who taught at the U and other places mm-hmm. didn't want Jews being doctors. So, you, so if you survive somehow, if you manage to graduate, right? This go, again, going back to the to the forties, fifties, you had to be brilliant. Oh, I no, there's no doubt about so that. So there was a yeah, reason right. in that case, you know. But now there's just they're just incompetent like everybody else. See, the amazing thing is, is that going through that, I just, I really just started thinking about this a few days ago. I don't hate Jews, I don't hate lawyers, and I don't hate liberals. So if anybody has a reason to, to, to think they should hate them, maybe it is me, but I'd never do that. Yeah. Just because of what four or five people did, I'm not going to hate an entire group of people. It's idiotic. Right. But we're doing a hell of a lot of that right now, aren't we? Boy, we that, oh, you're the wrong color. You're the wrong orientation. You're the wrong. Yeah. I mean, do you think I give a rat's ass who you have sex with? I don't care. Good for you, right? How about if that, if that person you have sex with is yourself? Uh, that that qualifies. That? That's, that's fine. Oh, that's a real. The only, I you know, I did, I, did I tell you? What? I was at my incel meeting uh, last You're last right, month. Yeah, I, I got my ten year pin. Did you? Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm very proud of that. I brought it what's up. Your, this what's morning? your nickname in the club? Onan. Onan. Unfortunately, it's been taken. Yeah. This is why I couldn't join the Proud Boys. You know, because you can only masturbate once a month. You'd make a terrible Proud. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of their rules. That's one of their rules. You're kidding me. No, I mean I can't imagine anyone adheres to that. That's not a real rule. Yes. Yes, it is. Why do they care how many times you whack a mole? Who cares? That I don't know. I just don't understand, Mike. I don't understand people anymore, and I'm getting very frustrated. Yeah. What in the hell is wrong with human beings now? I, I can't answer the question. That's the whole thing. God, I mean, it's weird. all I know is that, you know, we we have basically become a nation of assholes and idiots. We have. You're 100 percent right. It's very frustrating. It is frustrating. Like I said, because we, we have children for one thing, yeah, that's and right. grandchildren, and grandchildren, yeah. and you know. If you talk to the Native Americans, I'll th- I think they'll say that this is not a new trend. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you're true. probably right about that. True. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I finished off 1883 last night. Yeah. Oh my God, that show was great. It's kind of sad. We're though. about here halfway I, in, actually. Here I am. I cannot. I'm not going to tell you what happens or whatever the rest of it, but it has a very sad ending. I'm sitting there, seventy-year-old guy sitting in the living room, tearing up. Like, what the hell? It was like you know, 150 years ago or 140 years ago, anyway. So why am I tearing up at this point? People trying so hard to live a better life, and yeah, I'm not going to tell you. What okay, happened. don't. No, no, you you will like it Cause, a lot because we're we're chipping away at that. We're about it's, halfway. It's through. really good. And we did also, finish the offer, which is. Just- I have not seen ten yet. It just came out this morning. Oh, maybe we have one more to go. Oh, you do. It was one okay. that was released this morning at 2 a.m. The 10th one is the last one. Okay. It's tr- what a terrific show. Phenomenal. Mike, do you know what it's about? No. It's about the making of The Godfather. Oh, is it good? Oh, okay. And it turns out the story is uh, way is more good. fascinating than the actual movie was. And, and I liked one and two. I thought they were yep. great films. Yep. But, I mean, the stuff that they had to go through with the mob and becoming friends with Joe Colombo. And oh, man. nobody wanted to. They called De Niro the shortest unknown actor in Hollywood. Yeah. Or on, Al Pacino. Uh, yeah. No, you're Not De Niro. I'm sorry. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's terrific. One of the greatest lines, and this does not gonna, it's not going to ruin part nine for you at all, but uh, Al Ruddy decides to steal one of the two prints of the movie. There's only two prints of the movie, and he wants to steal one so he could show it to all the mafia figures who didn't stop him from See, I, shooting I the movie. I saw that episode. That's nine. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's nine. Yep. Okay, well, there's one scene in there, Mike and Andy, that I think you would really like. You have an entire theater in New York that's filled with mafia members. Everybody in there, other than Al Ruddy and a woman, is a mafia member seeing The Godfather. And just before the movie starts, this guy stands up and he goes, Hey, hey, Ruddy. I don't like this movie. I'm going to kill you. It's <laughs> like, whoa. And everybody starts laughing. They start laughing up a storm. Well, <laughs> did, I, I, did I tell you the story about uh, the time I called up my, my cousin who was a mobster? Sure, I in, remember. In Vegas, yeah. Mr. Mister. I don't know if I told that story on the, on the air. But, well, the story is specific. What happened was I'm, I'm a basically a like 23, 24-year-old reporter. The Minneapolis Tribune. So it was just a few years ago. So you're right. It's, right. Well, it seems like yesterday, and I yesterday seems like about 20 years ago. I know. And uh, so my city editor comes up to me and he says, uh, "Hey, uh, we got uh, we, we got this. Uh, we got an obit for you. Uh, some guy named Jack Apple died, and uh, so see what you can find out about him." I said, "Okay, that's fine." So it turned out, of course, that that um, he, he didn't know that my cousin was a mobster. So I called up my cousin, and I said, "Hey, uh, did you know Jack Apple?" He said, "Of course, I knew Jack Apple. Jack Apple was a hitman for the mob." Not, not to be confused with uh, what was the name of the guy who who killed people with an ice pick, ice pick alderman. Oh, alderman. You heard yeah, about ice, you, ice yep, pick alderman. Yep. He was one of the. He was probably the most prominent of the hitman because he killed people by shoving shoving an ice pick through their ear. Yeah, their ear. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Apparently, it's very efficient. It's in my neighborhood, actually. Yeah. Well, absolutely. It was. No so, doubt about it. so I said to my cousin, wow. and I said to my cousin, I'm just thinking. I know. <laughs> I made it pretty clear to my cousin I was writing an obit, but apparently he thought we were just having a conversation. You know, oh, these yeah. things can happen. Sure. Um, and uh, so, uh, but but the fact is, I you know, although I I knew him, I wasn't really close with him or anything. Mm-hmm. So I really wouldn't call him up just to talk. But anyway, I told him what I was doing, and and I said, uh, so did you know Jack Apple? He said, of course I knew Jack Apple. He was one of my best friends. And I said, well, uh, I said, well, you know, what can you tell me? He said, listen, Jack Apple, he was one of the best friends I've ever had. If if he liked you, he'd give you the shirt off his back. And of course, I said, well, what if he didn't like you? He paused just a little and he said, he'd kill you. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> a shirt or yeah, dead. Yeah. So that you know, that's the quote that I used. And then I love the, it. A couple of days it. later, I got the news that my cousin wasn't very happy with me, and I started to worry. I bet. But they were not very happy about that. No. We have to take a break already. My God, that flew by. Did we, did it not, Andy? We started right at right at the bottom, didn't we? Uh, yeah. All right. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes with part two. Is Joe still on the horn, or did he hang up? Uh, yeah, he is. Okay. We'll get back to Joe right after this break. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. 
I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? You all have helped build my fellow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Oh, we got some fifties music going. Joe, you still with us? I am. Thank you for your patience. What's up? What's going on with you, Pally? Uh, I want to go back about uh, five or six conversations ago where you asked if people were getting dumber. Yeah, I've been telling you since the millennia years that 90% of the world's population are covered in dog shit. The oh, reason that is true. because we got rid of all the warning, we put warning labels on everything. See, if they didn't have the warning labels on everything, the stupid would have weeded itself out. Yeah. Since we got warning labels on everything, the stupid is reproducing. We've really got no one to blame but ourselves. Well, I, it's hard to deny the stupid do love to reproduce. There's no question about that. I suppose we all do, but we have maybe better judgment. I don't know. No, it's it's getting I, to be very – I think in the long run, and I want to ask everybody on the show, and Joe, certainly you, uh, obviously, it, is it going to get so bad? And for me, it's already there, but it, I think it's going to get worse. I mean, when you now are telling uh, telling your students, you're this, you're that, you're, you're judging things like monkeypox. Who gives a rat's ass about monkeypox? But do you think they'll push it so far? And I'm asking all of you, not just Joe. Do you think they'll push it so far we'll finally go, okay, that's enough, shut up? You think? No. Never going to happen? <laughs> no. no. Well, then the world is over. It, it could. It, uh, here's what we need to do. Okay. Let's let Dave Chappelle be the president. Oh, it works for me. <laughs> and it works tell everybody for me, to man. shut up. I like it. Um, Chappelle would be a great president, actually. Yeah, if he can get off the transgender obsession. Yeah, he does. He, well, that's because his yeah. buddy is transgender, though. It's it, not. It's yeah, not a hatred but, thing. It's kind of like embracing. It's, it's time for him to move on. Has he been doing it more? Well, three yeah. specials worth of the same material. Yeah, it's like. A, oh, know. is it really? See, I didn't even know. Yeah, and he about showed that. up at a comedy club in in Ohio. Well, you know where he's born, where he lives. The other day, and uh, he just kind of popped in, and that's all I could talk about. Well, it wasn't all, but he did bring up the transgender thing again there. He's totally obsessed. He's got to move on. I wonder why he is. I don't know. Yeah, he should move on. Actually. Well, I mean, he's he not young, is he? No. No, he's got to be his around 50, probably, I he? would say he's 56 or 7. Yeah, I was going to say mid No, he's only 48. Oh, he, yeah, I thought he was around Wow, 50, never mind. Yeah. Well, he looks a lot older. It's all those he cigarettes does. he smokes yeah. on stage. Yeah, well, probably, yes. That, yes. Well, don't forget that entire semi full of cool miles. <laughs> That's true. Remember that he bought when he got the reparations money? He bought an entire semi full of cool miles. <laughs> And, you know, I, I don't know if that's for posterity or what. I mean, how quickly can you smoke uh, that much? Yeah, think about it. I mean, it might oh, be a you can bit smoke pretty quick if you try. A truck full? <laughs> I got to ask everybody a question I mean, here. Three packs that's a, a day, to some people. Because I'm, yeah. oh yeah, three, four packs a day for some people. Yeah. Okay, I want to ask you guys a question. Remember when that whole thing happened with Chris Rock and, and Will Smith, and I said it was all bullshit because they, they, you're not going to let somebody walk up on stage like that. If you're doing security, mm. I don't care if it's the President of the United States, you're not coming up here. Oh, I I <clears throat> disagree. I, it's Will Smith. It's not like he's I used unknown. to do it, and they told me, you let anybody go up that stairway, you're done. Except for Will Smith. Yeah, but it's Will Smith. <laughs> Who cares? But don't you think it's kind of – now, that was when? That was in March? Something like that. So yeah. just uh, – Let's say 75 days ago. Mm. Do you think it's a coincidence that the whole thing was about alopecia and now they found a cure for alopecia? <laughs> yeah, how are, now, how are you linking those two things? Uh, oh, because. What did you say, Joe? They are actors. They get paid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They believe a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, you I can't agree. believe anything an actor says or does. Well, you can't. That's exactly. But Pfizer, 
came up with it, which is a real shock, isn't it, that Pfizer came up with a but It was like a PGA. day or two yeah, later. Old. Viagra, flu shots. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I, I thought that was a scam from day one, and this... I'm, I'm so you're not, thinking they were they were bringing attention yes, to alopecia so yep. that it would promote sales. Because nobody on, on knows what alopecia that is. people have alopecia don't know what they have. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing I was going to say. Again, people are dumber by the day. Y'all ever watch professional wrestling? Yeah, they're, they're Saturday night at the St. Paul Auditorium. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Guys that, are, that hate each other in the ring, they beat the living hell out of each other in the ring. What? Guaranteed You're saying that's fake? Master, I'm having a drink with the dog. That's what Chris Rock and uh, Smith were doing after the show. Boy, boy Vern Gagne is rolling in his grave. He, Unless he's still he alive. He's not. I no, didn't think so. He's gone. Yeah. Didn't he cack some guy when he was 100? He did, when 90. Not only just 90. some guy, but the guy was like a 100-year-old Holocaust survivor. Vern Gagne oh, died in 89. Yeah. He died in 89. No, no, at, at 89. 89. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Jesus. Well, he had dementia for a long time. I yeah, met him when I worked with, with Greg and Ted Turk in the guy. late 90s. and I, yeah, I had no idea how big Vern was until I met him. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a big guy. He stuck my hand out there, and it just sort of disappeared. Yeah, It's all that Jarrah speed. Yeah. yeah. He killed a 97-year-old man named Helmut Gutmann. Yeah, they were in an uh, assisted living facility. And yeah, well, basically, he pushed him, and then he just died, because that's well, what happens when you're 97. Oh, I thought he choked him. I thought he no. was doing the sleeper The sleeper, hold. sleeper. Or maybe the suplex or whatever. Yeah, one the of those. suplex. That was exactly what it was. Well, probably, you know, that Geritol had him amped up. Oh, good. Boy, you, what, you, what, you've been watching Lunch with Casey? Yeah, well, I, <laughs> God, they were you the remember Geritol? Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah, that was Every, his brand. The wrestling, yeah. And I think that probably at some point he was left with more than a couple truckloads of this stuff. I think he Marty had a huge O'Neill. warehouse. I will tell you that Greg told me on several occasions the one guy that it wasn't fake, that everybody was scared the hell out of, hmm? was uh, Mad Dog. Mad Dog Vachon, absolutely. Mad Dog apparently chased Jesse into a... A locker room in Japan. He did, and uh-huh. Jesse was so scared he locked him, locked the door, so he couldn't get so in. So he didn't know that it was all an act. No, he, no, he, he just did not. made it, made it not no. an act. He pit, he they they were coming back from I believe Nebraska. Greg told That's me right. one time. This is a great story. And he decided, but Mad Dog Vachon decided to well, open let's the open, hatch. Let's set the story up. So right. Jumpin' Jim Brunzel decided right. it was time right. for Mad Dog to experience the joys of marijuana. So they get him stoned. <laughs> this is on top of a bottle of Jack, and then they get in this private plane. Right. And, and he opened the he hatch. He opens the, the back door and starts <laughs> throwing their bags out at 20,000 feet. So they land in Des Moines. Oh, God. Mad Dog runs out of the plane on an active runway with a DC-9 taking off. And uh, Brunzel and Greg Gagne had to tackle him before he got run over by a I, I'm just going to guess that that, <laughs> that, that that pot may have been laced with something. You think maybe? Hard to say. Because I, you know, Possibly. I know you're supposed to kind of mellow it's, out. Yeah, but it could be like, you know, um, speed to people with ADD. It actually well, you never know. Effect, yeah, that's true. Counterintuitive, true. yeah. Or that it could have been laced true. with some PCP. Could have been. Yeah. PCP was everywhere back in those days. Yeah. That is true. That is absolutely right. All right, so what else? Everything. So uh, do you think, again, Joe... Uh, do you think that we're going to get past all this eventually, that this craziness, that ever, and it's both sides. That's the thing that amazes me. This side's pissed off at the other side, then they're pissed off at the first side, and you're all lying your asses off, every one of you. It's just disgusting. You know what I mean? I told you my answer is idiocracy. Yeah, well, it, I did love that movie. Hey, anytime you try to make your plants grow by pouring Gatorade on them, I'm in. Remember that? They watered their plants with gator yeah. electrolytes. <laughs> That's interesting, you know, because I read the book. The, uh, what, Idiocracy? Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, it was terrible. The book was terrible? Yeah. The movie was not great, but it was entertaining. Yeah. It had moments. It's oh, no Bob's Burgers. I watched that. I went to that oh, last yeah. night. It was great. Oh, I, I haven't heard, watched yeah, Bob's heard Burgers really. in years. Is the, the show still on? Uh, I think so. Either that or we're just watching reruns because it's 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty, timeless, let's timeless. face it. Yeah. But they didn't put Andy Kindler in it much. He's in no, it for like a couple yeah. of minutes. Uh, Kevin Klein is the it's he's the main oh, uh, guest star. He plays, Fish. you know, was Mr. Fish Odor, isn't that his Mr. Name? Fish Odor. Yeah, that's he's a, a he's nice the millionaire landlord. He, it's a great Mr. character. Mr. Fish Odor. He just shows nice. up in a golf cart half drunk all the time. Oh, and, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Bob's Burgers is still going. They're on t- season 12 now. Are they really? Wow. Jeez. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, but hey, look, I, I've been talking about uh, on the morning show quite a bit that uh, that television, and of course we're talking streaming television now, not broadcast. It's never been better. No, it's ph- phenomenal. It's phenomenal, right? The the shows, right. the show after show after show, brilliantly acted, brilliantly written, great stories. And People good, like Taylor and good production values too. It's Taylor not Sheridan's like phenomenal. The old two camera or three no, camera, no. Uh, well, and come knock at your door set. One of the reasons it's so good is that there's money in it. Yeah, well, yeah. there is money in it. That's true. There's a lot of money in that, as a matter of fact. I, I just, they don't uh, have the same restraints as broadcast television. And they that. don't. You're absolutely right. right mean, how many times can you watch a car swear at somebody? Mm. Yeah, that's true. Three, three I'd good. say. But three? Three's your number? Yeah, that'd be okay. it. That works for me. Uh, the only thing I did, and I brought this up this morning on the morning show, that there's not a lot of great comedy right now. No, there is not. Are people just yeah. scared to try to make people laugh because they get canceled or something? Well, it's either this milk toast, ultra inoffensive comedy, quote unquote comedy. Yeah, it's or not, yeah, there's it's not comedy. This lazy shock comedy that well, you the, see. I mean, in... the last big hit was really Big Bang Theory, which was a wonderful, that was a traditional long time ago too, setup now. show. But it was it was very creative and well written. Oh, I, I mean, we watched we watched a few like pretty decent ones. There was um, God, it wasn't Last Man Standing, but it was like that. But I mean, there are some decent sitcoms out there that are still funny. But there's nothing like you know groundbreakingly you know no. it's like so I, like I friends do, or fraser that like everybody no. has seen yeah i right. do like this new uh series that will arnett put together where he plays a, a homicide detective uh terry lancaster or something like that and every episode they have a guest on who is a uh, murder detective trainee and so conan o'brien is terry the first seattle. terry seattle that's what, right. no where is that on uh, what's that show? What, what's that? It's called Murderville. Yeah, Murderville. I don't. I don't know what. what it's on Hulu. Station. It's broadcast on, but uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Of course, it's very of course funny. It of course, it's on Netflix. Exactly. There's very little on there now. Though they're losing their ass right now. Yeah, they they suddenly ran into a little little competition. Yeah, they kind of did. Well, that sounds something it, I'd it's like real, love. It's really funny. So it's called Murderville. Murderville. Yeah, there's on... about seven or eight episodes. Um, Sharon Stone is one of the guests. Oh, I love Sharon Stone. Murder detective, That's good. trainee, and they they wear these big coats that say trainee on the back. I like it. And it's it. actually kind of a murder she wrote story with just these goofy actors. Because they explain right. the murder at the end of the show, and it's always somebody you didn't suspect. You know, I'm, I'm in a situation here where I, I pretty much like most of the people in it. I think they're funny, but I don't get why people think Ted Lasso is funny. Whoa. It's just way too silly for me. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, it's I thought way it was too okay. Just, yeah, a lot of people love it. I just, I just cringe at that. Stuff. I do too. I just that when it gets over the top silly, it's just not for me. Yeah. But I, you know, wasn't was it Jason Sudeikis? That's the yeah. guy. No, he's a yeah, oh, really yeah. talented guy. So I'm not taking anything away from the actors. Thing. It's just it's too silly for me. That doesn't mean. See, what I love about that is if I say I don't like it, people all hear. You shouldn't like it. That's not what I'm saying yeah. at all. No, I get it. You know, I mean, not... I have more bong hits. Yeah, Ooh, you know, I, I mean, I grew up hating. Uh, to this day, I hate uh, Laurel and Hardy, the Three Stooges. I, I couldn't stand that stuff. Made me depressed when I was five years old, hmm. and it still makes me depressed. I'm sorry, Mo. Uh, yeah, and I don't. But I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, I have friends who love the stuff, and I'm not saying, wow, oh, they shouldn't love this stuff. Oh, I, I really liked it. I, I liked Laurel yeah, and Hardy. A lot of people I was did. a little little boy, and I thought that was. Well, again, I didn't like it when, when, when in any of those shows when people hit other people. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, I was pretty running a saw along their head. You mean like that? Yeah, just any of that stuff. I understand you know, that. Giving them the, the, you know, the the noogie. How could I laugh at something like but that? But you gotta admit, when they're in a bar way out west, and the phone hanging on the wall rings, and Stan Laurel answers it, and he's a, and he says, "It certainly is," and hangs up. <laughs> Ollie says, who was that? And he goes, I don't know, but they said it's a long distance from New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's funny. <laughs> See, now that's funny. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. It is a long. It, it certainly is. And then Stan hit him, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did. No, Stan, Dan, Stan never hit Ollie. No. Ollie might have. I okay. don't think. Oh, yeah. Stan he, was not hitting a lot of people. Ollie, did Ollie hit someone? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. I have no idea. But man, I didn't I, watch very much of it. You didn't watch. So you didn't like Curly? The Three Stooges? Didn't, just, I didn't care. You know. Well, you have to understand. I grew up in a house where there was only one sin, and that was being stupid. Yeah, well, I understand that. Uh, yeah, that because well, it is stupid. No, You're my right. parents would have just sent me to an orphanage you know, <laughs> if I'd been stupid. <laughs> See, now I'm liking the story better as we go along. This is working for me. Yeah. No, I, I just um, the the great comedy that that's just missing right because everybody's terrified to try to be funny right now because you get canceled and all the rest of it. Go go ahead and be funny. You know, Jesus, I, I found. I found a little scrap from one of my mother's scrapbooks. Oh, did you? Most of it I had been destroyed. But it was, it was kind of like a journal. And what it, she had typed this out. And, it's, and, and what she wrote was, I'm very worried. Michael had a fever of 103 yesterday. And in his dreams, he was doing his sums. Now, I was the near as near as I could yeah. figure out. I was either four or five years old. Mm-hmm. She said in his dreams he was doing his sums, and he was getting the answers wrong. Uh oh, that's not good, <laughs> that's, Mike. That was what she was worried Mike, about. Mike, <laughs> you better get off your ass. The fever, though, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, the fever's not that <laughs> the big deal. The answer's nine, <laughs> not eight. Four Indeed. plus five. She probably she didn't wake me up and shake me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what about that? Um, uh, yeah, geez, that's so. Oh, those fever things. Uh, I hated that so much. Can't even oh, tell you. Yeah, it's absolutely true. So, what else, Dougie? I I'm got nothing. What do you mean you got nothing? You got to host a show in like ten minutes. I'm ready for that. I Not got even ten minutes. Seven done? minutes. Well, we got the guests hovering in the hallway, so we're ready to go. It, who's hovering? The guests. Who's the guest? You'll see. Do I like the guest? You've never met him before. Do I hate the. Guest? I've never met him before. Is it a guy? It's a guy. Two no. guys. But you've never met. It's two guys. Yeah. So Laurel and Hardy? Laurel and Hardy. They're out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back to the 50s students. car show featuring Stan <laughs> oh, I love and that. Oliver I, yeah, Hardy. Yes, okay. Yeah, I love that. The Back to the 50s car yeah. show. I told you I saw that 55, 56 Ford. We'll be day. talking about that in five Holy minutes. Holy Hannah, is that thing beautiful. Better be careful. One of these guys will probably sell you one. I wish cars were beautiful like they were when I was a kid. Remember oh, Gelfano yeah. when cars, when we were a kid? Oh, my God, those cars were gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Tom, this is what the next episode is going to be all about. Well, I can hold <laughs> yeah, off. we but can tease a little. Uh... Look, I just love cars that we're sitting in a studio right now that's probably about 15 feet by about 25 feet, and you couldn't fit some of the 50s cars <laughs> no, in here. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know, the one, the, the first car, because I'm not really much into design and right, things like that, right. but the first car that really knocked me over, well, there was the 57, uh, the 57 Thunderbird. Oh, God, what a gorgeous car. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Gorgeous. But then, but then the one that really knocked me out was the Avanti. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the cat, uh, the, the, there was a... Um, Studebaker. Studebaker. Yeah. yeah it made them in Ohio or Indiana, I think. Apparently they weren't very then, good cars. And then Canada, okay. were they're, they? The General Motors. Uh, well, these guys will know. Yeah, well, Canadian company bought them, didn't they? I think they I think, did. Yeah, at the I end think of they the did. Right, yeah. They did. Yeah. But just the, the design. Bank. I mean, I don't know anything about the mechanical part, but the design was gorgeous. And then Cadillac did a little salute to them because the Avante became the Elante. Yeah. Ah. Remember that? I do. I actually owned an Elante, and I God, drove it you home. Poor bastard. And my. What, <laughs> I, I mean, they're really life. nice cars, but they were a little finicky. Mine wasn't. It wow. was fine. You, you, my so wife you bought was. that one. <laughs> my wife was. Uh, I drove home, and she said, oh, that's your new car, is it? And I said, yeah. She goes, it's a two-seater. I said, yeah. What about it? She goes, we have two kids. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> I'm like, whoops. Well, honey, that's why you have that beautiful van. <laughs> why is it women always think that way? A typical. It's all like, about the children. What yeah. about us? Yeah, what yeah. about, uh, the, uh, how about us? Yeah, you're absolutely right. No question about it. See, now I'm all excited to talk about cars. We're going to be talking about classic well, cars. This man. would be perfect. I love, and I didn't even start driving until I was 21 years old, so I didn't, you know. Well, you, you, you had to leave the house to drive. Well, that's a good point. I still don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 
But, uh, you uh, see, I'm going through the 55 T-Bird, the 63 T-Bird, the 57 T-Bird. Those cars were um, yeah. magnificent. No my, my grandfather uh, started his own business in the uh, late 40s or so. And they, it was an aluminum foundry, but their main deal was they would sell uh, bridge railings to highway construction oh, okay. product all up and down the East Coast. So he drove a lot, and he bought a new T-Bird every single year. Oh, yeah. Apparently yeah. he was doing well. He did pretty well. Yeah. But in those days, it wasn't unusual to do that. Oh, know, no, I, rem- I remember it. The depreciation yeah. wasn't huge, and I remember it was probably yeah. five or six that he took me to the Ford store with him and let me pick out the new one. Like, oh. Nice. And it was a turquoise 63, and it had oh, the, God. the swing away, the fat man's uh, steering wheel. Yeah, could the swing fat it man's oh, steering sure. wheel. What yeah. do you want, Dragnet? <laughs> Everybody on Dragnet that weighs more than 160 pounds, well, he was kind of a fat man, I remember that. <laughs> Everybody was fat on that show, <laughs> especially the women. There was a woman on there, honest to God. Yeah. Like, I was watching an episode this week. And again, I'll say it, Jack Webb hired more black people in major roles in that show. Really? And, and long before anybody else did, huh. and he never got any credit for it at all from the industry. Huh. I just don't understand that. See, I watched that as a kid. I haven't watched one in 50 no, years. Sure. Bit, so I, just... I, I do occasionally watch uh, Highway Patrol. You know, ah. you, oh, yeah, I watch that, Broderick too. Broderick Crawford? It's Broderick all over Crawford. YouTube. There's some acting right there. Oh, that, Let but, me just well, tell Broderick you Crawford something. was a great actor. He was but, a great but actor. not in that show. Well, in that show. <laughs> it, 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 he didn't really have to stretch right. in that show. No, that's pretty much true, isn't it? I, I loved it. But to close, because we've we got to close here in about 60 seconds, but... Honest to God, Jack Webb goes over there with Harry Morgan, some woman. She's sitting there with curlers in her hair, and her daughter's missing, and she wants to know where her daughter is. And Jack Webb says uh, says to the mother of the missing girl, well, so uh, is, there, is there any chance she might just be out with her boyfriend somewhere? And the mother says, boyfriend, she's homely and fat. <laughs> About her own daughter. Like, holy Christ. Gee, I want, you wonder why that kid ran away. Yeah, yeah I wonder why you'd leave home. <laughs> when, did, when did anorexia start? Wasn't that in the 70s? Yeah, maybe it was because of Dragnet. That, that might be because that yeah. was 1967, something yeah. like that. Oh my, He did an entire show dedicated to Martin Luther King in really? 1968. In April, just, I think it was the end of April 68 huh. after he got killed. Jack Webb did wow. a lot for a lot of people. I need to get very little credit. Sounds for like it. there's a movie in there. Oh, I think it'd be a, fan, a fascinating movie. I really do. The guy that I, I don't understand why they've never made a movie about him is uh, Teddy Roosevelt. What oh, a I life agree. That guy had. Well, there's there no, nothing about him. It's got to be a well, maybe just some documentary. Yeah, but I mean, you know, huh? Bully. No, he hmm. was. I've read books about him, and he was a multi-dimensional guy. He yeah. was indeed. So the the sad story of his life was on the same day his mother and his wife died. Oh, God. And he was in New York politics and on the way up, and he went crazy. and well, Not crazy, crazy, yeah. but really depressed, and that's why he moved out west. He says, i got to get out of New York. i got to yeah, yeah. kind of reinvent myself. So he was a skinny little asthmatic kid. Um, yeah. yeah. He was a tiny guy. Yeah. yeah. Then he went west, and he started just shooting animals at random. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for it. Pretty you. much, yeah. Maybe he was hungry. He was gorgeous. <laughs> but, well, he was thin, so yeah, so you're you right. Go. Yeah, it's you a good know, point. You know, the paradox is he also started the National Park Service. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. yeah. Well, like I say, multidimensional. Yeah. You think yeah. you know him, and then boom. But any he guy didn't. that gets shot during a speech and then keeps going. going. And then keeps going, yeah. That's movie worthy right there. Wow. Right. No, you're absolutely right about that. We have to take a break. We got hour two coming up. We hand the uh, the controls over to Doug Sprinthal uh, for cars. We're just going to talk about cars with our friends here. I cannot wait. This is going to be fascinating. I'll I go believe. get them now. All right. We'll be back in what about five minutes, Andy? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Sounds good.